Alright folks, welcome along to another episode of Talking Peace, the restorative conversations podcast from Northern Ireland Alternatives. Today I am joined by a number of guests who are all involved in our restorative wellbeing programs that are taking place here at uh, Greater Shankill Alternatives. So I'm just going to kick things off and ask everybody just to introduce themselves. I'll start on my right hand side. Pete, do you want to... Hi, yeah, I'm Pete. I'm a restorative practitioner at Shankill Alternatives and I've been looking after the restorative wellbeing suite over the past 12 months. Um, it's kind of blossomed from a small acorn into an oak tree, if you want to use that. Um, started off with a couple of young people coming in, uh, on the intensive youth support program, working one-to-one, and then, then one-to-ones became one-to-twos and then became group work and so on. Um, you know, we employ an holistic approach where we have uh, referrals from internal programs, from STARS, BAND, uh, Aspire and START, to name but a few, uh, to have an external uh, f- um, referrals from the likes of youth justice, probation, um, and the likes of local community referrals as well. Okay, cool. Um, I'm Faith, and I've just been participating in the gym for the physical well-being, the Havening, and restorative circles. Brilliant, thanks very much. Uh, and I'm Ross, and I am a personal trainer, and I help out with the alternatives. I'm Colin, I'm in the gym with alternatives, and the restorative, what is it, Pete? Circles. Circles. <laughs> Pete, you started to give us a wee bit of an insight into you know, why the, the restorative well-being suite e- exists. Maybe we can talk a wee bit more about that because it's not something that has always been a part of the the work that's going on at Greater Shankill. It's something that's developed, as you said, over the last kind of 10 to 12 months where we took a space that was basically a, a misused space and turned it into something that was actually useful for people. And I, I don't think you can get much more of a restorative analogy than that. There of a space that was just, let's dump all this yeah, crap yeah. into it. And uh, and you've been a part of the process of restoring that into something that actually means something to people. Talk this a wee bit about well, that. Well, yeah, it was started actually, funny enough, with uh, Colin, who sat across the table from me there. So he was doing his Duke of Edinburgh. Uh, and part of that was... Uh, a physicality side to it and a skill-based side. So one of the skill-based sides was he learned uh, mechanics through bikes and he needed to do a physical part as well and we didn't have the physical place space for it. So as he said, we cleared out the container out the back and uh, and, and we started to work on bikes and started to work on his fitness from just having a, a couple of dumbbells to now having a, a functional uh, gymnasium, if you want to call it that. Um yeah, so it, as I said before, it went from a, a, an unused space into a well-used space and came through Colin and we had another referral in from Youth Justice for and probation to do more uh, Duke of Ed bronze. Uh, and then from there, uh, we started work, working holistically within sides, Greater Shankill Alternatives through Emmett's Havening uh, and from internal programs, the numbers started to grow and grow. And my personal view is it's a safe space. I think you're coming out of maybe counselling or supported services where you're in a safe environment. Uh, and then some programmes externally, you're going into, wow, I'm in the big wide world where with the container or the, the wellbeing hub, if you want to call it that, uh, provides that safe space. So you've got that progression from a safe space into another safe space where you can blossom. And we've worked starting one-to-one, working with a, a various range of people in different ages and different backgrounds. I think the youngest has been 14 to the oldest, which was 58 uh, across a, a number of issues uh, and support elements, but the majority line it is through mental health, well-being, uh, and having that one-to-one support 
in, in a safe environment. Give us a wee bit of an overview then of what's actually inside the place then, just in terms of, because whenever you first started off, it, there wasn't a heck of a lot going on in there, and no, there, neither a, is. It was a dumping ground. It had an old snooker table in it. Uh, we found a, a, a treadmill. Uh, we found a couple of old weights. Uh, so a lot of the young people... I think people, somebody said they found Billy's degree diploma in it as well. So. That was in. <laughs> uh, a few family members. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it was... Uh, and again, it's, it's, I kind of facilitated, but I think the beauty of it is that the young people have, have actually invested in the space from laying the carpet tiles to Ross coming in and giving advice on what to get for the place, mm-hmm. to Colin helping with the decorating, uh, you know, and that's all come together historically uh, and, and create this, for me, this fantastic, fantastic environment that has let young people and, and older people like to, to flourish and, and to come. And like I said, for a 10-month period, 10 to 12-month period, we would be hitting between 60 and 80 people, as in stats, uh, and the outcome is for all to see. I think if you talk to individual to any one of them, uh, nobody's having to prompt anybody to say anything. Uh, I think the evidence is there. Uh, that The involvement in circles, which we started quite early mm-hmm. on, has become a, a theme throughout, and I think they all enjoy it. Yeah, no, one of the things that I, that, that I like about it is that, yes, as you're mentioning, other people have been involved in the development of that, and it's, it's something that has grown with the, the, the clients that then have come in, the people that have come in, and the, the environment has kind of grown with that as well in regards to the, the equipment and things that, that, that's in there that's in there too. And it's obviously had an impact on staff and everything as well. There's a lot of people, you know, getting in and, and using that. Why do you think that that is important for the restorative element of the work? I know you've already mentioned about being a safe space and impacting on the mental health, but why do you think the physical aspect is important in regards to the work that we do as a restorative organisation? Well, I think the old saying is 101 different sayings, but your health is your wealth, you know, and, and if the staff are happy and feel invested in, then I think we get more productivity out of the staff. Um, and again, with the younger people and the people who are coming in, I, I, I feel that, you know, we have the likes of the two Rosses who have come, who, who have come through alternative services and are giving fantastic stuff back, is people feel invested in. I think that's one of the biggest sentiment. The common feel invested in that one-to-one uh, contact without barriers. So, for example, coming in, working, sitting behind a desk is a barrier. Coming in, if you're going to have an interview with someone, there's a desk in the way. And I think the trust's been built over the first couple of weeks where you come, you're getting that professional approach from the two PT staff, a bit of empathy from the staff who are obviously restoratively trained and alternatives. And again, I keep going back to the safe space, but that's giving that person you know, the impression. Somebody's investing in me here personally and help them talking to me because physical activity as Ross will probably ex- ex- explain mm-hmm. takes a, a lot of instruction a lot of instruction and that instruction for me who if you're looking from an academic point of view it's maybe taking you know not everybody's academically qualified where everybody no matter what shape size or condition can take part in physical activity and having the likes of the Ross two Rosses that come down has been pivotal to this being a success yeah you know and I think it's that investment from coming from internal services and programs, which are all fantastic, and that continuous to, look, there's no barriers as you come in, the music's on, it's a safe space, you've got somebody investing in you, not just investing, as somebody with expertise in, mm. in that thing, where if you were to take it outside of alternatives, you'd probably be paying a, a, quite a bit for that, well, for yeah. that, you know, for that experience, so. Yeah. The other thing that I think that it's key for this, I know for me, is, is the, the relationship aspect. You know, and I, I suppose for me, the element of 
whenever we talk about either who people have either been harmed or have harmed in regards to incidents in community, etc., is that to some degree they lose a wee touch of their own humanity. They, they almost get, you know, dehumanised in mm. regards to, to things. And I think that some of the work, not I think that some of the work, I know that the work that we do restores that sort of human element to people and they feel like they're more valued. They feel like they've got people who are actually not just investing, but really genuinely interested in who they are as a person and have a desire to see them, you know, do well for themselves when maybe all around them are saying that you can't do well for yourself. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. And again, I think that goes back to the the well being side. Your health is your wealth. Uh, I mean, if, if you're physically fit, it means you can adapt to the environment you have to, uh, you know, we have to live in. Uh, whether that being a truck driver or an Olympic runner, mm-hmm. but uh, it's well known that uh, physical fitness can help with diabetes, with cancers, with all hundred and one different health uh, benefits. And we're not talking running a marathon in under so many hours. We're talking again being able to come in and again. What we provide is uh, similar to circles in a way where everybody's equal. You can come into our gym, our well-being, whatever you want to call it. And you don't have to be that bronze Adonis. You don't have to have a six-pack because you, you, you feel welcome, you know, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, that, that that's what's worked for us. And like I said, the amount of people, the referrals, uh, we could double the numbers if we had the size. Yeah. We double the numbers. No worries. Well, listen, I'm going to bring somebody else in. You'll have heard of the two Ronnies. Some of you have heard of the two Ronnies. Well, we've got the two Rosses, and we've got one of them here with us today. Ross, if you just want to come a wee bit closer yeah, to that we'll microphone, that'd be great. Ross, talk to us a wee bit about how you ended up getting involved with alternatives in the first place. How did that connection come about? So, as Pete mentioned, uh, I actually come from the alternative services itself. Um, I done work with Emmett. Um, essentially, what happened was... The lockdowns occurred and I've always been into sport so what I noticed was whenever I lose that it then affects me so whenever you put that principle into everybody else and then if you understand how society is going today and that we are becoming less active that you can kind of use that principle to understand how mental health is increasing over time so from going to Amit and going through the um, practice itself and then with my own experience in physical fitness that alone has given me the insight into how to be able to help people with health and fitness because it's a lot more than just trying to obtain an image it for me personally is therapy and that's what I try to promote to other people because once you put yourself as your main priority and you're working towards self-improvement every day there's no real room for the negativity that the mental health health issues will promote inside your head. So with that, that kind of ensures that I promote the correct methods in both training, uh, nutrition, and also sort of providing more of a philosophical standpoint with fitness rather than just following the industry standards. Okay. So you end up having some kind of mental health yeah. issues that you needed to have, you know, you needed the address and alternatives were the outlet for you being able to do that, yeah? Yeah, Um. So, like, a number of people in the room have all been, uh, have had the benefit of being involved with, with Emmett then, uh, on a haven, and I know, Faith, you've been, you've been on with us talking before about some of the, the benefits of that as well. Try, Ross, if you can't, try and sum up that benefit that you got from the haven process, first and foremost. So, um, one of the things that I 
me and Emma were talking about a lot is that it's all personal. It's all about a personal practice. And it's one of the things that there's no real cure that I personally believe. And that's why if you reframe it into your practice, it is more important. So by doing the healing and promoting sort of the better neurochemical paths in your brain, essentially you're getting your brain to um, fire in more productive um, patterns. So you're reprogramming your brain for a more positive outlook. So in regards to the physical fitness, um, whenever you have that goal, whenever you have that pursuit, whenever you know what you're aiming for in life, you don't have the time or you don't allow yourself to go into the more negative aspects of reality. So it can be like sitting on social media, sitting scrolling through being I want to look like this, I want to mm. be this type of person. But then through sort of and taking steps back, sort of allowing yourself to be who you are and understand your thoughts rather than the narrative that will play through your own mind. It makes you a different person and a better person and you understand that reality is right in front of your eyes rather than what you think it is. Okay, so it's kind of helped you maybe change your lens on how what you how you've been perceiving your Re- own reframing. reality, reframing, reframing it, yeah. And I think that that's that's great because that really fits in with the whole idea of the restorative practice in regards that we reframe what we're looking at. You know, we we refocus on things and stuff like that. So that that's good. And then obviously in terms of giving back, you've now been taking on a wee bit of a personal trainer's role yeah. in terms of the the health and wellbeing space. How did you were you, how did that actually come about? Did you were you doing PTM before you came to us, or what was so what was going on? I was doing personal training before the lockdown, and I generally just started. So I literally uh, came home from Australia, uh, started personal training business, and then within a month or two, uh, the gyms closed. So within that, I had no job, I had no nothing. So I generally felt lost and sort of fell into depression again. Um, so then I previously worked with them in the where he was before the Spectrum Centre. So mm-hmm. then got in t- contact with him again. I uh, went down to see him during the lockdowns because exactly the same thing happened. Didn't want to be here no more. But it is what it is at the end of the day. So with that said, it's from then going to Emmett. Um, whenever we completed the course, uh, after sort of he provided me with the tools to allow me to be able to cope with reality. Um, he actually mentioned mentorship. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun fact, I actually thought I was being mentored, but turns out I'm one of the mentors. Right. So he introduced me to Pete. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of how I, I got into it because I come from a martial arts background. Um, I've always been into sport. Um, so over the conversations with Emmett, um, I think he sort of understood that I do love this and mm-hmm. physical fitness and the human body and... There are more than what you can kind of think, like your sure. mind, your body, and your soul. Like if you put all three of them together in a sort of a practice, that you'll be unstoppable, and there's no way that you can be stopped unless you stop yourself. Mm-hmm. And what's it been like for you then to, to, to give back? Because obviously, there's people in the room here who have experienced your 
your sessions and stuff. I know I have not that it now it looks like it. Like to be honest with you, you were saying you were scrolling through about who you, people you might want to look like. You know, I scroll through and look at Santa and go, hi, he'll do. Um, but uh, you know, I, what's that been like for you watching people respond? to you being able to, to help them, you know, so you came for help and now you're helping other people. What What's that like for you? Uh, I love it, yeah. Like, that's actually why I became a personal trainer in the first place. And then being put into an environment that isn't necessarily, like, aimed towards the physical. It is more about, like, sort of the uh, restorative practice and it is more about your mind and it is more about sort of the psychological stuff that... I believe the fitness industry needs to sort of promote more. Um, if the fitness industry was able to sort of put some psychological factors into it, like being able to understand your triggers, and for me, I believe that would help everybody. Mm -hmm. So if I can help anybody in any way, shape, or form, I'm more than happy to. Sure. Because I understand it. Um, with that, I just want to help. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Have you had a wee a session with Ross? Yeah. yeah, what's up and like? What's he like? Because he's a hard he's a hard task, master. <laughs> no, it's really good. He challenges you without, you know, pushing you a bit too much. I think it's hard to find a balance in PTs that can push you and aren't all focused on the physical appearance of it. Mm -hmm. You know, he does talk you through the mental part of it and I've noticed the mental improvement as well. And you've combined that with obviously having been through the haven aspect as well. So you, you've had a, a number of things that you've been involved in in regards to the alternatives. How have you seen those two things marrying together then, you know, in terms of having received the benefit of haven and now the physical aspect? Well, how have you seen those two things working together for you? Yeah, well, I went to Havenin, um actually about an accident that I went through. So obviously I, my body was physically affected after that accident. So going to the gym it made me really appreciate my body more and now that thankfully I am physically better after that accident that the gym can help me to improve my body even more and not even just wipe the appearance off it but feeling better mentally mm -hmm. and you know just push me through challenges and stuff it's really benefited me that way yeah because we were talking before we had the record button you know you're you're doing your Duke of Ed as well it's interesting that that seems to be a wee bit of a theme Pete you've mentioned it and then obviously we were talking about this before have you seen a benefit then from the work that you've done here in regards to the, the, the restorative health and well-being side of things with what you're doing outside and life outside of that? Yeah, definitely. It's like what Ross said. It's about trying to change your narrative in your head. So when I'm walking in a challenging walk on Duke of Edge, you know, even though it's a physical walk, it's definitely more a mental challenge, you know, telling yourself to keep going, keep going. And it is just changing your mind to say, I can do this, not I can't do this. And that's really helped with the havening. If, you know, I am feeling a bit under pressure, I can haven or do a restorative circle and stuff. Brilliant. So we've mentioned a wee bit about the restorative circles, and I'm going to come back to those in a wee second. Pete, just before we bring other people in as well, what are some of the standout moments that you have had in regards to watching the, the young people and other people who are using... The, this, this particular type of the part of the service you have been for you what what are some of those kind of things you can go on what this says we're on the right we're on the right track here i think the retention is one thing um i think there's some programs you have worked on in the past i have personally it's quite challenging to, to to get the outcomes um i can honestly say i've not had to try i haven't had to recruit i haven't had to pick a phone up to anybody 
the referrals are coming in left, right and centre. Uh, the only thing we have to do occasionally is put a time limit onto how long people are there. Uh, but it is brilliant that with uh, people like, say, Colin, sat across the table, was talking earlier that, you know, Colin's been through a long period with alternatives and he's doing very, very well at the minute. He's, I just said to him this morning, I don't know if it's the right terminology, but you know, you're a man now, Colin. You're a man now with responsibilities, yeah. which you're stepping up to take and, 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 you know, and, and you're doing fantastically well. And me personally, I'm very, very proud of all of you, but especially yourself, Colin, you know, uh, and I think without that longevity that we've been able to provide, uh, then I don't think that Colin would have got the support he needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's just with Colin. But the, the overall is, is maybe the feedback uh, from the people who've used the, the facility, like I said, from 14 to 56, mm-hmm. from youth justice to probation to local services to just people dropping in from staff, getting, you know, getting... And it's all been positive, super positive uh, from the um, from the volunteers who have come in and helped promote that. So it's a really holistic, although I facilitated it personally, I think the best thing for me is seeing that everybody's played a part and everybody seems to be proud of it. And, and, and as Faith mentioned before, people are now taking what they've learned from within that facility, from Circle, and actually then practicing that now outside of alternatives. Sure. I don't think you can get any better than that. Colin, let's bring you in, because obviously Pete's just... Obviously, said a couple of things there. What's what's it like hearing Pete saying those things about you? There, what, what's that do for you right now? It's brilliant, to be honest with you. It's just I went through a period of no groups could help me, and then I got involved with alternatives, and I went through Annette and started with a gym, bike mechanics, and I'm here today. I'm working out three times a week, doing my best kids and all now don't know if I could be doing any better like and what what has kept you coming back what is it about the service that we're providing at at alternatives that has kept you coming back and wanting to be involved or maybe sticking it sticking at it because I get the impression that maybe you mentioned other agencies or other organizations you've worked at that maybe there's an element where you didn't stick at it but you've stuck at this is that is that Um, would that be right so what, what's made you stick here? Sorry. To see a space and uh, sort of know people about me. Mm-hmm. It's different. You go into our groups and you really don't know who they are. You know what I mean? You know, so you've had time to then build relationships and you haven't been kind of just thrown in at the deep end then mm-hmm. and just been expected to, to get on with stuff. You know, people have worked with you at your pace then. Would that be oh, yeah. a fair assumption? Yeah. And what, what, what's, what's Pete? What's he like, really? Good fella. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. What about Ross? Ross is obviously taking you through some stuff as well. What about... I'm with the other Ross. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh there we go. Double Rosses. There we are. Double Rosses. <laughs> this is where you have the issue and, and alternatives of people having the same names. You've got two Debbies. You've two, you know, two Rosses. There's, there used to be, there's three Carlies and stuff, you know. So, um, yeah, it can be difficult. But what's what's it been like working with uh, Ross? Because I've done workouts with both of the, the Rosses and stuff, you know. So... What what's it been like working with the other Ross? Good crowd, brilliant, like. Good, good stuff. And what? Be able to tell anybody what to do. See, I wouldn't know what to do just walking in and mm-hmm. do. You wouldn't know anything. Yeah, so they provided me good advice and then yeah, brilliant, excellent. And then the other element that you guys have put into this is the idea of is of circles. And Pete just maybe want to briefly talk to us about why you introduced the concept of of circles into this approach. I call I'm in the process of praising everybody, Glenn. It was down to yourself during the level four uh, 
You're laughing, but you know, sometimes I think people take praise the wrong way, and, and I think there's a society who we've kind of stopped praising people because it, it, I don't know why people take it, you know, not a lot of people are good at taking praise. Mm. So we're doing a level four yourself and Karen introduced to circles uh, and I found them uh, very, very, very beneficial to myself. I thought something to connect with, giving everybody a voice. Coming from a sporting background where you either got a manager or a coach and they're the only ones that have that voice and me being sometimes on the end as a player, it, circles gives everybody a voice. Mm. And with a diversity of people that we engage with, uh, from the most marginalised people in the country to people who are progressing very well in, in, in the normal life and habitat. When you bring for circles, I, I just found it very powerful and I thought the best thing was it gives everybody a voice and if the topics and the questions are right, then the outcomes are fantastic. So it's yeah. something I, I, I'm very uh, invested in uh, and something I try to practice with uh, most groups that I work with. Yeah, and I think if you're working towards that whole idea of it being a safe space and you're building you know, people's capacity to be able to, to recognise, one, that it is a safe space for you to be involved in, and that you can take things at your level. And then introducing circles later on as part of that process mm. can be a really, you know, it can really just gel the whole approach together. Yeah, yeah. From even working with uh, maybe younger, more challenging groups, you can use them for check-ins, mm. you know, which is fantastic. You know, having somebody asking how you're feeling yeah. and a wee explanation why. I mean, when's the last time somebody took time out to ask anybody that? You know, and then we do that. And then obviously with more mature groups and different dynamics, you know, you can go a little bit deeper. Uh, we'll maybe touch later mm. on what we've done down on the residential. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think it, it's a fantastic uh, uh, exercise to do with anything. Yeah, because a lot of the times, you know, especially here in Northern Ireland, anyway, a lot of times when you're asking someone how they're doing, you're not really asking them how they're doing. It's really a throwaway question, isn't it? It's like kind of going, all right, how's it going? Oh, I did on. Right. And you're not really knowing what, what's going on. You know, I mean, dead on could mean a million things. Like, you know, so... So, you, Pete, you mentioned a wee bit about the residential. Everybody here was was on that, were they? I didn't get to go. You didn't get to go, but we'll have two people here who were. So, Colin and Faith, you were both at this, weren't you? Yeah. So, Faith, talk to me a wee bit about the, what the residential was like. How was it explained to you as to what it was you were going to do? Because I know when I seen it, I kind of thought, while I'm into what happens in this organisation, it seems it seemed to be a bit like a wee bit early furry, didn't it? You know, like cold water therapy, all this kind of stuff. I was, what's going on here? And the fact that Pete was involved, I was like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> so talk, talk to me a bit about the, the residential aspect. What was that like for you? Um, yeah, so it was really good. Um, like a couple of days. Um, I had a brief introduction to Circles by Pete, but... I think after you go through here, then you know that seems a wee bit hurry fairy. So <laughs> I'm kind of used to it, so I'm worth trying everything now. But um, yeah, I just had a brief introduction. We've done the cold water therapy and even just the mindfulness of lying down in the forest and appreciating the nature and stuff and just clearing your mind. It was really good. And, you know, I went with a group of people. I think most of the people I didn't even know. And by the end of the couple of days, you know, I felt comfortable talking about things. I don't think I would even speak to about close, close friends too. Mm -hmm. um, and even just the simple structure of the circle, like everyone being on level ground, there's no kind of authoritative figure. Mm -hmm. That was something that was really different to me because I think we're so used to, you know, at work having an, an employer that's above us or at school a teacher that's above us. And, you know, at that time, you know, you're all level, you can all speak, there's no authoritative figure and it's something different. Yeah. And I think that that's a really important thing because a lot of the environments that we, we find ourselves in outside of that are very much that there's someone in charge 
and that you're not really sitting in a circle looking at people. You're sitting in rows, looking at the back of somebody's head or whatever else and looking at this other person who's telling you what you should be or shouldn't be doing and stuff. You know, and I think that, that really does. You're right, it does change the dynamic. You mentioned there you, you moved into this whole idea of being able to share things that you maybe mightn't have done even with your closest friends. What was it that did you maybe feel that brought that about? Why did you feel that that happened at this experience um or what was it about the way that it was facilitated that you feel that enabled you to do that um well i think as i said it was the structure the kind of circle everyone being level but um i think as well it was i've gone through multiple like talk therapies and stuff and counseling and i think sometimes people throw you in the deep end a wee bit and try and get you to talk instantly about stuff you don't really want to where with the circles the questions kind of start simple and then kind of build up to the bigger stuff so it does it in a pace that you're comfortable with and I think also because I didn't know loads of people and it was all different ages different walks of life so you know when I heard people talking about their own experiences it made me feel comfortable talking about it and almost normal talking about maybe struggles that I have and that other people have them no matter what age or you know part of life you're in. And how did you feel that people responded to your contributions then? Yeah, I think it was definitely, you know, everyone really appreciated everyone's input. You know, there was, it didn't feel like there was any judgment or anyone feeling uncomfortable. You know, people, there was people that felt free to show emotion, um, you know, cry or, you know, feel a bit sad. And that really eye opened for me, you know, even people that were older than me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really appreciated that, them showing me that. Brilliant. Colin, you were there as well. Um, how would you describe your experience on the the residential? What was that like for you? It was a brilliant experience. It was just the fact that we could all... It was a brilliant experience. It was just the fact that we could all get together and like, just say what we had to say in the circles. And the mindfulness of getting out into nature. It's better than being locked up in a concrete jungle. Mm. So what what mm. happens in the cold water? Are you just like literally planking yourselves in a river or something? Or what was water going on? was involved. A bit of torture. No, no, we, we added it as, a, as an extra. Um, it was going to be a fun activity after maybe a bit of the intensity of the circles and the, uh, the walking around within the woodland areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just the way it developed, really. We had young Ross who's into cold water therapy and then Wim Hof was brought up. He's quite topical at the minute. And the two lads that I facilitated were on board with what we were doing. They had quite a restorative approach as well. And it went from a, a bouldering session into learning breathing techniques yeah. uh, about, you know, you know, controlling your breathing in cold water, which was really good because half of us were half hyperventilating to death. <laughs> it was Baltic. Uh, and then as it progressed, uh, and it wasn't, I don't think it was my idea, the group had decided, you know, has anybody done water circles? And in the very last bit, Colin ran up the stream like a, like an otter. Right. He disappeared and he came back and I wondered what he was doing. He came back with a talking piece. Right. And there's pictures and evidence. Uh, and he even put the question uh, to the group. Uh, I think it was around, uh, you know, what was the two best things you've got out of today? And that put talking piece was passed around. And probably subconsciously, we kind of then regulated his breathing because we were concentrating on the questions that were being asked within the circle. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, there we are, all like Wim Hof's without the beard. You know, so yeah, it was a fantastic experience. Brilliant, brilliant. 
love that idea of just being out and you know, let, let's go and grab a talking piece and let's, you know, I think that's, I love that, you know, that concept of let's do that, you know, and I know that when I've done some training before, you know, I've had people who have introduced the idea of even just the circle in their family time as well and then whenever arguments kind of develop, somebody's running to find a talking piece, let's, you no, know, let's find a talking piece and let's have a have a chat. So I love that idea that even just you're you're trying to use the the natural surroundings that you find it you, you found yourselves in in order to, to to accommodate that. So in terms of just maybe finishing off, if people are happy enough with with that, would you recommend getting involved in this type of program with alternatives? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I couldn't recommend it more because I don't think that there's another service that will sort of um, cover all the topics that the alternatives cover. And I think that it is something that it'll benefit you more than you know, whether it's something small in your life that you're just sort of like dealing with anxiety, you're just always stressed, or just even going to people that are quite sort of similar to you in regards to what sort of dealing with hardship and stuff. It sort of gives you support. And it'll allow you to sort of be more comfortable with yourself because you understand that we're all kind of the same at yeah. the end of the day. Brilliant. Good stuff. Faith, what about you? Would you recommend people getting involved in this? Yeah, definitely. I mean, every part of it, the Havening, you know, the residentials we go on, there's sort of circles. I mean, I've, all, I've always included them in, you know, various areas of my life and it's improved really everything, whether it be confidence or maybe trauma or, you know, something we've gone through, you know, it can mental health affects everyone really whether we acknowledge it or not so it's really important for people to just give things a go that maybe they haven't tried before because it can benefit you brilliant thank you calm yeah of course i recommend this 100 percent. it's i don't think i'd be here at this minute if it wasn't for all these wee groups and stuff and it included it's just started yeah brilliant well i think that's an absolutely brilliant note there the end on there uh, in regards to that so folks thanks very much for taking the time out to come and talk to us about your experiences there and uh you know thanks for being involved in the the work that goes on here at alternatives thank you very much thank you thank you, thank you.